everyone, to another Ride Along with Jeff and Colleen. Hello. And we're going to discuss someone in our family. Oh. <laughs> okay. <clears throat> I married into a very, very talented family. Yes, she did. And many have been in plays or television shows or they create music. So it's really a creative family. Yes. And I want to talk about Colleen's grandfather, Bartlett Robinson. Yes. And he he has many, many accolades and he's been in many plays, radio, mm-hmm. on stage, yes. in television shows, mm-hmm. in movies. movies. Mm-hmm. He's been in a lot of different things. Yes. And there's one that you probably have seen a number of times, but we'll hide that till the end. Sure. We'll reveal that at the end. What was it like growing up with Bart Robinson? Well, to be truthful, I really didn't spend much time with him when I was really little. I mean, the first time I think I met my grandparents, I was probably maybe nine months old-ish. Because we lived in Kansas. That's where my mom is from. And so we lived out there. And they brought me here. And my grandparents and my uncle took me to Disneyland. I was probably nine months old, maybe. And... And I didn't really see my grandparents much until granddad and grandma, I think, came out to visit when I was probably five or maybe six. I was like kindergarten, first grade. And it was a big deal because he was like, people knew who he was. People kind of understood that when they realized that he had been in movies and television. They'd all seen him in a lot of the stuff that he was in because he was very active during like the 50s and 60s. And this was the 70s. So... He was relatively current and was acting at that time, even in the 70s. And so he came out to visit, and the local paper did an article about him. And so my sister and I were, you know, there, and it was really cute. It was really fun. But I hadn't really seen my granddad much until we moved out here when I was 10. And then he passed away when I was in high school. So... I didn't really get a lot of chance to spend as much time with him as I would have liked, but Granddad was really quite an interesting character. He comes from an artistic family as well. His father was a political cartoonist, and if you know the movie Reds, which was made in the early 80s, starred Warren Beatty, and Warren Beatty played a character named John Reed, which is actually a real person. He was a journalist, and he was an American journalist, He went to Russia to cover the First World War and was captured by the Russian um, army. His best friend, Scotty, was with him. Scotty was my great-grandfather. His real name was Boardman Robinson, and he was, like I said, a political cartoonist and an artist. He was actually very good, and he was doing correspondence for the war, and he and John Reed were there and were captured by the the Russians, and we're told on a daily basis, they're going to kill you tomorrow. And tomorrow came and nothing happened, and one day the British um, ambassador, because my grandfather was Canadian, 
or great grandfather, I should say, it was Canadian. They, the British ambassador came in and said, "Okay, let's go, my good chaps." And they're like, "What in the world?" And he said, "Oh, well, basically, I've told them they have to let you go because anyone that comes against the British Empire is invariably wrong." Mm-hmm. <laughs> they just let them go. Yeah. So I'm sure there was more to it than that, but that was the story that I was always told. And so my grandfather did consult on the movie because it was his father, and he had heard all the stories. And you know, John Reed would come to the house. This is before he defected to communism. John Reed uh, would come to the house and play um, with my dad on the floor, as well as like H.G. Wells and Upton Sinclair and some other famous literary people, because wow. that was the the circle that they ran in. Um, my great grandmother was a sculptress and she studied under Rodin in Paris. That's where they married and I believe they actually met there. Met, may have met in New York but anyway, so my great-grandmother was um, a temperamental artist as well. <laughs> so, uh, it kind of runs in the family. My grandfather decided to go into theater and felt that that was the only true, real good acting possibilities that there were, was to go to know and work in the theater he loved theater he loved radio he was the voice of perry mason the very first voice of perry mason because nobody had ever brought perry mason to the stage or screen or anything until my grandfather did on radio in the 40s and he would he would do so many radio programs because he had such a great voice that he would regularly come home and not know who he was because he'd change characters so often throughout the day that he would forget who he was and forget his own name and stuff and so it became quite interesting uh, for my you know my grandmother to have to deal with him she didn't know who she was talking to at any given time so granddad was uh, quite a character he was fantastic with voices and with accents he could do any pretty much any accent you could throw at him he was really really good at them he had a distinctive voice. He very did, very much so. Who, your father has a very similar timbre yeah. yes, of does. voice. He does. And for, not now, unfortunately, but early on, if you had TV land and you <laughs> left it on the, and just let it play, you would more than likely find episodes sure. that would feature... Bart Robinson. Sure. So and you could you could hear that voice. Yeah, you, and you knew you, who it was. If you've heard his once you've heard his voice, you kind of go, "Oh wow!" And a lot of people will, will say, "Oh, I've seen him in things," and they just don't know his name. His name was not famous, right? But his his face was, and his voice was, and a lot of people do recognize him. He was in. He did a lot of supporting roles. He never really had a starring role that I'm aware of, but he did a lot of supporting roles in very famous movies. Um, mm-hmm. He did a very brief part in No Time for Sergeants with Andy Griffith. Mm-hmm. He did Fortune Cookie. Yeah. Fortune Cookie with Jack Lemmon. Yeah. He did The Spirit of St. Louis. Mm-hmm. He had a pretty significant part in that one with Jimmy Stewart. And I've got screen grabs from the TV where I paused it to show his face. And, um, you know, it's pretty amazing. You know, my granddad worked with with some of the best actors known to man. And then he was in Sleeper in the 70s with Woody Allen. Um, and he really 
thought Woody was a genius with, uh, you know, filmography. So. Yeah. Um, but yeah, he did a lot of television guest appearances. He really, like I said, he really loved theater. He did a lot of plays on Broadway and he did some, he worked with some amazing, I want to say one of his first ones was with like Lillian Gish. I mean, first lady of stage. So he's, he's worked with some of the best. He did a lot of TV guest spots and especially like in the sixties, they moved out here when he was filming he decided he fell in love with California. They were living in New York, and then they moved to Connecticut across the bay, close enough that he could commute in, and then you know far enough away that they weren't right in the down, right in the middle of the city. But he moved out here for a few months to film *Spirit of St. Louis* and fell in love with Malibu and that whole area. And so he bought a house and tore it down and rebuilt it from the ground up, basically. And then my well, dad and my grandmother and my uncle, you know, moved out here with him as well. Well, not only was he very talented, but he was actually very good with his hands. He was. <clears throat> Supposedly, he built or revamped the house yeah. in Connecticut. Yeah, he did. Uh, and I believe in Malibu as well. Yes, he did. Uh, and you also told me that he had kind of a side jewelry business. He did. When he was, um, when he kind of put acting to the back burner because he really, you know, he decided that it wasn't going to necessarily be the, the thing for him. And he didn't want to move back to New York, didn't want to do Broadway back then. So he opted to go into, he was very artistic. And again, like I said, he comes from two artists. And so he ended up making jewelry, um, working with silver, gold, and primarily turquoise was his thing. But he did a lot of really great simple pieces they've you know they uh, fell in love with the, the native american culture as they were driving across country and what have you and so he really loved working with uh, turquoise yeah i'm so. surprised he didn't end up in uh, in new mexico because yeah. there's a lot of uh, turquoise. especially like you know, taos and, yeah, and that yeah. is very artsy yeah. sedona arizona for yeah. our artistic yeah. community i'm a little surprised we didn't end up there too but I'm glad they, you ended up yeah, here. Yeah, so. they ended up in Huntington Beach. They really liked the beach more than they liked the desert. They mm-hmm. appreciated the culture, but they liked the desert. So he actually had a shop here. We just drove by where it was. I don't know if you realize that or not. But over back behind us, on the back side of South Coast Plaza, there's a little shopping area that was um, where he had his shop and uh, called it the First American. So it was, uh, it was a fun little store you could go in and he'd work in there and sell his jewelry in there and stuff and so yeah okay <clears throat> now i buried the the teas yeah so here we go well, are you I, I know where you're gonna go with this yeah so i'll kind of help lead you in because i think okay. this is kind of a, a little bit of it so as i mentioned he did a lot of tv spots and right. what you'd probably recognize him most from maybe if you're if you're watching like like you said tv land he did a whole bunch of gun smoke episodes he did a bunch of bonanza episodes he did a gilligan's island episode he actually did a leave it to beaver episode and he did a monsters episode mm-hmm. so you might have seen those on uh tv land but the one you're the one you're actually talking about is and it is always in mm-hmm. the top 10 Twilight Zone episodes. Yes, he always. Did. Twilight Zone. And so <clears throat> it was the To Serve Man episode. Yes. And it is still 
it's very, very interesting watching that these days uh, to see him mm-hmm. there. And uh, so, Bart Robinson. Yep. So, thank you so much. We're going to go through a little checkpoint here as we go into the parking lot. But uh, as we say, it's always great riding along with friends, and we thank you for riding along with us. And if you know of Bart Robinson, or you don't, and you maybe will check him out and let us know what you think. And you probably have seen him a million times. Yes, probably have. So send us an email if you would like to feedback at RideAlongPod. And until next time, this is Jeff and Colleen saying see you later. Bye-bye.